Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well. Because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce my first book is now in print. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I explain eight of the 14. I've had some amazing feedback on how easy it is to read and understand. It's not full of technical doctory language like most books written by doctors are. And of course, the book also includes my own personal fatigue story, along with four other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. It's available in paperback and Kindle forms. So if you'd like a copy, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.drcarry.com. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm so very excited about our episode today because we're going to be talking with a doctor that will tell us how we can supercharge our brains. His name is Dr. David Jockers, so let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Jockers. He is a maximized living doctor, a corrective care chiropractor, nutritionist, exercise physiologist, and certified strength and conditioning specialist. He currently owns and operates Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia. He's a member of the Performance Enhancement Team for the Maximize Living Wellness Advisory Council, where he had the privilege of traveling to London to help the US athletes win the gold in 2012. He has well over a thousand professionally published natural health articles all over the internet and in print magazines. He is the author of Supercharge Your Brain, The Complete Guide to Radically Improve Your Mood, Memory, and Mindset. He is also a sought-after speaker around the country on such topics as weight loss, brain health, functional exercise, natural detoxification, and disease prevention. Dr. Jockers, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Absolutely. So great to be on with you today, Dr. Carey. So, Dr. Jockers, can you tell us a little about your your backstory? How did you get into uh, this whole area of supercharging your brain? <laughs> well, you know, for myself, I'm really just I'm a performance junkie, and and what I mean by that is, I I just spend my time studying everything I possibly can about just performance, about how I can get more out of my life. And what I found is that most people, Carrie, and you probably you know this as well. Um, are destroying their brain every single day. Even people who are health enthusiasts. I know for myself, I was a personal trainer. I thought I was doing many of the right things, but actually I found that I was doing things that were highly destructive and inflammatory. 
to my entire body and particularly my brain. And so I struggled with brain fog. Um, I had trouble learning. Uh, I had ADHD, different issues like that. And, you know, by, uh, by getting to the root causes, just like you were talking about with your book um, and addressing those and then really utilizing some advanced strategies like I go through in my book, I've been able to just dramatically improve my performance and it's awesome. And, and, you know, it just really has excited a passion within me to continue to grow and to continue to advance my own performance and really to share those secrets and share those strategies with as many people as possible. So one of the things that you have said is that we are in an epidemic of brain fog. Hmm. Can, yeah. you, can you tell our listeners what exactly is brain fog? Yeah, brain fog is probably something all of us at some point have experienced, although some people seem to have it on a chronic basis. And that's really where we just feel like we are lackadaisical. Uh, we wake up and it's like just nothing is clicking right. We can't seem to remember key things like numbers, people's names. We're forgetting people's names. We're forgetting where our keys are. Um, we're forgetting a lot of routine things that we should be remembering. People ask us certain questions and we're like, you know, I know the answer to it. It's on the tip of my tongue and we just can't seem to recall it. These are, these are all signs of brain fog. And I think all of us at some point have experienced that. But again, for many individuals, this is a routine thing. And it's very frustrating because it really limits your ability to, uh, to perform at your peak. Um, it doesn't really shine a good light on you when, uh, when you're with family members, people that count on you. Um, co-workers, when uh, you're trying to advance in your career, you know, this is something that can really limit your overall income, your ability to, uh, to make a difference, um, your ability to, to expand and excel in your life. And um, you know, it's also a warning sign of brain degeneration. And what I mean by that is that is the warning sign. It's like the oil light in the car that your brain is on fire. And if we don't catch that, if we don't correct it early on, you have a dramatically increased risk of developing things like dementia, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease. So if you are somebody that's dealing with brain fog on a regular basis, trouble remembering things, slow recall, poor cognitive processing, where you're just, you don't, you're just not fast with, uh, with, with remembering and recall, again, this is something to get addressed. You know, find a, a good health coach, uh, maybe a functional medicine practitioner that can really get to the root causes of these things, help you address those issues and uh, and reclaim your life. You know, one of the things that's so interesting, and I'm sure you get this a lot in your office, is that a lot of people just will they'll just like blame it on. Oh, well, I'm just getting older. Like yeah. my memory is getting worse. Oh, that's just because I'm getting older. What yeah. can you say about that? Absolutely, Dr. Carey. I'm really glad you brought that up because we, we have this, there's this uh, there's big lie that most people in society have bought into. And, and we, we think whatever is common is normal, right? So a lot of people have asthma and allergies, for example. It's very common. So oftentimes we believe that it's normal. Well, it's just normal. You know, it's just normal sinus issues. And so it's the same thing with, our, with memory. A lot of people think, well, you know, I'm just getting older. Or, you know, there's this idea of senior moments. Okay. And so, oh, you know, another senior moment. And we laugh about that. And, you know, to, to forget something or to do something, you know, the out of character that's, uh, that looks, looks to be kind of dumb on the outside every now and then, you know, certainly nothing wrong with that. We all do it. 
However, when this is a repeated habit, when it's a repeated pattern and we're having trouble with recall, that again is an oil light. That again is a warning sign of serious issues. And uh, to just rub it off as a senior moment or, you know, I'm just getting older um, and to really just to normalize it is not a healthy practice. It's something we need to address and it's something we need to ask ourselves and, and say, you know what, I want to figure out what's going on here and how I can improve my life. And so, you know, so I, I can age successfully, so I can have full mental energy and high level performance in every aspect of my life, well into my 90s, and, and perhaps even over 100 years old. And, and many different cultures around the world, people are revered for their aging. In fact, you know, aging is a source of wisdom. And, and you know, in some cultures like the Villa Kambamans in uh, Argentina, and uh, the Hunzins in India, Okinawans in Japan, People, when they're in their 90s, when they're over 100, that these, these areas have the longest uh, or the, the largest population groups of centurions, people over 100. And the children, so the, the younger individuals, love to be around the older folk because they have so much wisdom. And that's because they haven't lost their mental faculties. There's no dementia, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's. These are individuals that don't really have the quote unquote senior moments. And so they're able to really all the wisdom that they've gained over the years and then applying that with full mental uh, faculties. Now they've got just an incredible outlook on life and they're able to really give back to their community and support their community and they're an asset to their community. And that's something that we don't see very often in North America. So what you're saying is we should all have a lot of hope that that we can get our brains healthier and stronger and our, our memory uh, are more, more vibrant too. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. I mean, that's, what's cool about, about life is life. It should be a learning experience. You know, we think we, you know, it's like we go through these different stages where when we're young, we kind of realize we don't know anything. And then when we're a teenager, right. Most uh, high school students kind of feel like they've learned everything or they know it all. And then you go to college and you get out in real life and you realize, Oh my gosh, I don't know it. <laughs> And uh, you get that humbling experience. But then as you start to age and start to grow, you're realizing, gosh, I'm learning more and more. I'm learning from my experiences. I'm learning from mistakes I've made. And that's really a, a, a natural maturation process. And, you know, the, the longer we live, really, the more wisdom and the more maturation we should have. And so we shouldn't be losing these mental faculties. And again, the more of these that we hold on to, the more of an asset we are to future generations, to the people that count on us, the people that we want to have an impact for, you know, I ask a lot of elderly people what their big why is like, why do they want to be healthy? Okay. You're 80 years old. You're 70 years old. You're on four medications. You're struggling with these issues. What, what is your big why? Why do you want to change your life and get well? And they'll tell me very often, well, you know, I've got three grandchildren and I want to support them. I want to see them graduate from high school, from college, get married. And I say, you know what? That is awesome. And clearly you want to have an impact on them. You want to be able to, to provide wisdom from them. You want them to, to be able to learn from experiences you've had in your life. And of course, you need good mental faculties to have that. And so, you know, whether it's aging successfully or really performing well right now in the moment, you know, there may be some listeners on here that are single moms, right? Or maybe business professionals and they learn better, whether it's doing a presentation, whether it is um, just having a lot of energy for their family. Um, whether it's, 
you know, just um, just working long hours. We want to perform at a high level, and we can do that now. We can enhance our ability to perform at a high level now and preserve our brains. We can pass on wisdom to future generations. I love that of having the, the question of what is your big why. So for our listeners out there, you know, if you need to pause this interview and just think about what is your big why, and if you don't have one, how can you figure out what your big why is, because that is what ultimately drives you to to achieve more, to learn more, to to improve in all different areas of your life. So so let's get down so to some of the meat and potatoes of how we can supercharge our brains. So in your book, you talk about some of the brain destroying poisons mm. that we're exposed to. So can you tell us what do you think is the worst offender? Oh, gosh. Well, hard to say what is the worst, but I will tell you that one that is something that all of us can avoid, right? Some things like certain heavy metals and toxins are hard to avoid because they're just kind of ubiquitous in our society and uh, or in our environment, and we're kind of being exposed to them in low levels at all times, whereas other ones are really conscious choices we can make. And, and, and most particular is gluten. And gluten is a protein that's found in things like wheat, barley, rye, many oats, uh, kamut and spelt. And uh, gluten has been shown to damage our gut and to have an inflammatory effect on our brain function. In fact, um, you know, the gut-brain connection is uh, literature has come out and shown that just a huge connection there between our gut and our brain. We have so much neurotransmitters in our gut. We have a vagus nerve that connects um, our brain and our gut. And there's just so much of a connection. In fact, the, the gut is called the second brain. And so gluten um, is highly toxic to our body and damaging. And so avoiding wheat bread, avoiding um, barley, oats, most oats, um, kamut, spelt, different things like that. So that's one way. And, and of course, um, just avoiding sugar in general and things that spike our blood sugar and helping really optimize our blood sugar sensitivity is extremely key. And these are conscious choices. Once we get the information, it's a conscious choice on what we're putting into our body as far as food. And we wanna consume foods that are gonna help stabilize our blood sugar, like good fats, things like coconut oil and coconut products, avocados, um, extra virgin olive oil, grass-fed butter, so butter from grass-fed cows. Um, these are things that are very stabilizing to our blood sugar supply, and that helps promote healthy brain function. So I would say, Dr. Carey, to summarize that, we want to avoid sugars and things that turn into sugars, okay? Like grains, such as gluten-containing grains, um, starches, things that are high glycemic, high glycemic fruits. We want to avoid as many of those as possible, or at least minimize our exposure. And we want to really maximize our consumption of foods that help stabilize our blood sugar, good fats like coconut products, avocados, um, things like extra virgin olive oil or olives in general, um, healthy nuts and seeds like pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, macadamia nuts, grass-fed butter, so butter from grass-fed cows. These kinds of things help stabilize our blood sugar, help promote healthy brain function. Dr. Jockers, I'm so glad that you mentioned about gluten because I, I think a lot of listeners have heard about gluten and 
Uh, some of them might think like a gluten-free diet is like some kind of a weird fad diet, but but it's really not. That gluten is very harmful. And I first started, I first learned about gluten from Dr. Um, Dr. Tom O'Brien. You probably know who Dr. Tom O'Brien is. He's like yeah. the gluten guru. Yeah. And yeah. and he and said that yeah. the 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 most common manifestation of a gluten sensitivity is a neurological problem. So just as you yeah. said, it harms the brain. And for listeners out there, I personally, I went on, on a gluten-free diet. I started that two years ago now. And it, it took me about three years to develop the courage to actually go on a gluten-free diet. But once I did, actually my brain fog and my energy got so much better. Yeah. So, so, so I, I agree with you, Dr. Jockers, that gluten is a, is a big thing. So how about if we switch gears here and, and we talk about some of the, some of the superfoods that can help supercharge our brains. So what would be the three top superfoods? Well, Dr. Carey, I mean, it's hard to say exactly what three, but we talked about a lot of them already. But to, to break it down, here are three of the favorites, okay? So these are three right here that you definitely want to include in your diet. And what's cool about it is, is that most people really enjoy these three. And the first one, we're going to take a animal food product, and that's going to be wild-caught salmon. And so wild-caught sockeye salmon, okay? So you want to make sure, ideally, it's from like a Pacific or a Alaskan salmon. And the most nutrient-dense is sockeye salmon. So that's what I look to get. And that is loaded with omega-3 fats. In fact, Dr. Carey, when we watch a salmon, just a fish in general, it actually, it's the only fish that swims upstream, so against the rapids, and it can literally jump up to 20 feet out of the water. It's impressive. And so what gives it that incredible strength? Well, it's this combination of omega-3 fats. So these long-chain omega-3s, EPA and DHA, which are different than what you would get in for example, like flax seeds, you know, we're told flax seeds and walnuts are high in omega-3s, but that's more of a small chain omega-3 and your liver still has to utilize a lot of enzymes in order to convert that into what we call a long chain omega-3. Whereas the wild caught sockeye salmon already has the long chain omega-3s right there. So it's really the best source of these anti-inflammatory brain boosting fats. On top of that, you've got astaxanthin. That's what actually gives the wild salmon their pink color. These salmon eat red algae, and the algae have astaxanthin, which is a carotenoid antioxidant that is extremely powerful. Uh, and what it actually does, it helps protect, particularly like with the salmon here, their neurological tissue, okay, so their nerves, their brain, as well as their muscle tissue from free radical stress. And so what that allows them to do is produce incredible amounts of energy Again, they swim upstream. So if, we, if anybody here has ever tried that in a river, it's not easy. But not only that, but they actually swim upstream and then they'll, they'll jump out of the water up to 20 feet. Incredible feet of strength. And so this combination of omega-3 fats and astaxanthin is what gives them the ability to do that. So when we consume their flesh, when we consume wild-caught uh, sockeye salmon, we're consuming those powerful nutrients and really giving ourselves a supercharge of energy and a supercharge of brain boosting nutrients. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I'm gonna take uh, a superfood, which is raw chocolate. And most people I know love chocolate. And I get asked about this all the time. Well, what about chocolate? Is that good? And it's awesome, but we just wanna make sure we get chocolate without the sugar. 
So really we're looking for something called cacao, raw cacao, uh, which is raw chocolate. And that is very, very rich in polyphenols and particularly epicatachin, uh, which is ECGC is kind of the pronunciation there. And that's what we find in green tea. And basically it actually, raw chocolate has more of this ECGC than green tea does. And, and many people have heard of the benefits of green tea and it is a superfood, but we actually get more of that in the cacao. You also have a ton of magnesium in, in cacao and magnesium is very critical for muscle neurological function and over 200 enzymatic processes in our body, methylation, detoxification. So most people are deficient in magnesium for a number of reasons. And so cacao is a great source and it has theobromide, which is in the same family as caffeine, but not addictive like the caffeine. And theobromide actually helps increase blood vessel dilation. So it increases circulation into the brain. So the more blood supply we're getting up into the brain, the more oxygen, the more nutrients we're getting. Therefore, we're going to have a healthy rush of energy, better neurotransmitter function. So better serotonin for mood and for relaxation, better uh, GABA production, gamma amino butyric acid. And GABA is critical for reducing anxiety, for uh, relaxation, calmness, stress relief, better boost of dopamine. Dopamine is really key for drive, mental energy, drive, goal setting, getting things done, and better production of acetylcholine, which is the neurotransmitter associated with memory and cognitive acceleration. So your ability to really think quickly on the go, to remember things like we were talking about earlier, cacao really helps with that because of its ability to to boost dilation into our brain. So those are two big ones. And the third one that I'm gonna talk about is blueberries. And I love blueberries. Most people love berries in general. And berries have anthocyanins in them, which actually protect the plant from UV radiation. And that's, so it's an adaptation the plant has made to protect it from too much sun exposure. And so that astaxanthin, I'm sorry, not astaxanthin, we talked about that earlier, it's the, uh, the anthocyanins that actually is kind of what gives berries their unique pigments, right? Like blue, dark blue, for example, to blueberries, a unique kind of, of, uh, of anthocyanin. And so that is very, very protective of free radical damage throughout our whole body and particularly in our brain and nervous system. So it's pretty easy to remember blueberries for a big brain. And so one of the things I teach people to do is do something like make a big brain shake in the morning and have frozen organic blueberries. And that's key with blueberries because really berries in general is they have a thin skin. So they um, they can, commercial farmers will spray a lot of pesticides because they're easy for pests to penetrate. And, uh, and obviously they taste good and not only to us, but also to pests. So commercially farmed uh, blueberries can be highly sprayed with pesticides. We wanna avoid that, so we wanna get them organic. So I'll tell people to take organic berries, put that in uh, in your blender with some coconut milk and a healthy, high-quality protein powder, um, and blend that up, and you get a phenomenal protein shake. You can also put raw chocolate in there to get the benefits of the raw cacao like we talked about earlier. So those are three awesome brain-boosting superfoods. Fantastic. So wild-caught wild sockeye salmon. Uh, raw cacao and organic blueberries. Yeah. So, oh, that sounds great. So let's switch gears and talk a little bit about stress because um, 
let's say 99.99999% of us are stressed. And I don't think our listeners really understand how stress can damage our brain. Can you talk about that? Yeah, when we're under a lot of stress. Now, Dr. Carey, you know this, but I want to make sure our listeners understand that stress is actually healthy, that we need stress in order to function. It's kind of like a muscle. So when you have your, if you want to be strong, if you want to be fit, you have to train your body. You can't just sit on a couch, take a supplement and expect to be fit. That's impossible. We need stress in order to be fit. And really stress in general stimulates our mind. It stimulates new creative uh, thought processes. It stimulates innovation. It stimulates, it really is what makes us who we are, gives us character. However, really the, the quality, your quality of life is all about how well your body adapts to stress. And so if you're not adapting to stress well, then that's going to affect every aspect of your body. In particular, when you have too much stress and your body's not able to adapt effectively, you end up producing rampant amounts of stress hormone like cortisol. And too much cortisol, chronic uh, elevated cortisol, degrades your brain. So it chews it up. It's like acid on food, right? It just inflames, damages, and destroys the brain. And so that's obviously not good. That's not what we want. So how do we control stress? Well, number one, it comes out comes down to life perspective. I, I found that positive self-talk is probably the most critical factor that people have got to address. We, so many people, and I know I've certainly been guilty of this many times too, we say so many negative things about ourselves, whether it's on the inside or on the outside, we're speaking negative words. And really, we need to change that over and speak words of life. We need to speak words of, of affirmation over ourselves on a regular basis. And that's critical. That really helps give you um, just a level of confidence as you approach different circumstances in your life. And so that's, that's a key thing. And then on top of that, you know, lifestyle strategies, having a good sounding board, right? Whether it's your spouse, whether it is a community group, maybe a workout partner, um, a sounding board and somebody who can encourage you, right? So when you're having stressful times in your life, somebody that you can talk to about it, that can help remind you of who you are, issues you've dealt with in the past and how you've overcome them, and somebody that can just be your cheerleader. I think that's a huge concept is having support group. And then, you know, on top of that, really making sure you're taking time to rest well. You know, sleep is so underrated in our society, but it's so critical to good health. So good sleep habits will really help your body's ability to adapt to stress. When we're, when our sleep habits, when we're going to sleep late um, on a regular basis, and what I mean by late is, let's say past 11 p.m. on a regular basis, we are not going to get extremely restful sleep. And even if we sleep in till eight or nine o'clock, it's, it's just out of rhythm with our body's natural circadian uh, rhythms. And so we want to be in balance with that and in harmony with our circadian rhythms. So getting to bed early. Okay. So like I tell people, you know, the latest would be like 11 PM on a regular basis. You know, if you, you know, if it's once a week and you're staying up a little bit later, um, you probably get by with that. But when it comes to a routine habit, it's going to dramatically affect your brain. It's going to dramatically affect your ability to deal with stress. And I think every one of us has experienced um, the negative effects of just being fatigued and being tired. And when we're tired, when we're sleep deprived, 
we are not going to make as good of decisions. We are not, we're, it's, we're much more prone to being irritable, to being moody, to, uh, to making poor decisions that cause more stress in our life. So really prioritizing good rest, sleeping effectively is a critical comp, uh, component to keeping stress hormone balanced and level, and then also helping prevent stress because when we're, when we have good sleep, we're going to make better decisions in life. We're going to have more energy, better brain function. We're going to feel better and have higher quality of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I wanted to ask you one last question. Is there any truth to the old ad, adage of, if you don't use it, you'll lose it? Is there any truth of that for the brain? You know, there's these different websites out there that have these brain memory um, challenges. I think Luminosity is one of these sites. Is there is there any benefit to any of these things? Oh yeah, no doubt, Dr. Carey. So that's absolutely the truth. If you don't use it, you lose it. Your brain works on something called potentiation, or we should say plasticity. And what I mean by that is it rewires itself on a regular basis. And this is both good and bad. The good aspect of it is we may have learned bad habits early in our life. Perhaps we didn't come from a family that was very encouraging, right? Maybe we had a family member that was very negative, that said, that maybe verbally abused us or physically abused us or any, any number of things, right? So we got a bad start to life. We, we developed bad neurological wiring. And when we have, when we were raised in kind of an abusive environment, what happens is we wire ourselves into a survival mode, meaning that our whole physiology is based on survival because we've learned that even where we're supposed to be safe, we can't trust people. And so that becomes uh, you know, a challenging thing that can affect us our entire life. But the cool thing is with positive mental imagery, with a healthy lifestyle, with a healthy approach, people to, to support us and encourage us, we can rewire our brain that we can literally rewire ourselves to learn how to trust people more effectively, to uh, learn how to create peace, to learn how to live with reduced levels of stress, to learn how to live an abundant life and, and a life of joy and love, no matter how detrimental our upbringing was. On the, so that's the beautiful thing about it. We can learn new skills and new habits. I mean, we, you know, and this is really something we should be doing throughout the course of our life is really challenging ourselves to learn new things. This idea of, hey, as I get old, you know, or after I get out of school, I'm just going to stop learning, you know, or this idea of retirement in general, where I'm just going to retire and, and just kind of play golf and, and do nothing, never learn, you know, never try to learn anything new is really a bad concept. Life is really all about learning. It's all about adapting. It's all about growing. It's all about expanding our horizons and gaining wisdom. So we want to make sure we're using that and brain will rewire itself and give us new capabilities. And we can learn things all the time. Like for example, right now, me and my girlfriend, we're learning how to dance. And if you had asked me a year ago, can you dance or would you dance? I would say, no, I'd say I'm a terrible dancer. I've never danced. I, I don't have rhythm. I would have said all these negative things about the concept of dancing. Yet, you know, after two months of taking courses, I'm actually a pretty good dancer. And so it's something I, my brain is now open to. It's rewired itself. I'm, I'm getting the steps. My rhythm is getting better. It's cool. And so what do I experience from that? I experience higher quality of life. I experience 
um, the knowledge that, hey, I can learn new things, that I don't have to put boundaries on my life, that I'm able to enjoy music at a, at a greater level, a more dynamic level by moving my body, by doing different types, different styles of dancing. It's, it's really awesome. Okay, so that's the cool thing about our brain. The downside of brain plasticity or this ability for our brain to rewire itself is we can learn something like, for example, right? We stories about people who say, well, you know, I was a really good athlete, you know, back when I was in high school. And then because of that, they think, you know, even though they've taken five years off from playing that sport, they can just get right back out there and play. And they realize that their performance is nowhere near what it was. And that's because the brain, again, has rewired itself. And so if we don't use it, we lose it. Same thing. If we're in a hostile environment, like, for example, let's say we had a good upbringing, but then we get involved in a challenging relationship, perhaps with an abusive spouse or abusive uh, significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, that can rewire our, 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 our brain. We may have been a very trusting and loving individual, and it can actually rewire us to now being distrusting, to be scared, to be living in a, a survival mode where we're where we're uh, pounding out high levels of stress hormone and and um, and really detrimentally affecting our health every day because our thought process is off. So that's the negative side is is that our brain can be rewired for the good or for the bad. You know, the great thing about it is overall, at the end of the day, we have the ability to take captivity of our brain. We have the ability to say, you know what, brain, I am going to retrain you and rewire you. I'm going to be intentional about the process. I'm going to put good thoughts in my brain and we just make an intentionality. We have, we develop different rituals and practices to speak life into our brain. We make sure that our environment is clean, that it's as non-toxic from a mental, emotional perspective, from a chemical perspective with environmental toxins and from a physical perspective. We want to make sure that, you know, we're keeping our posture good, that we're um, sleeping in a bed that supports our spine that we've got appropriate pillows, things that are going to support our brain's ability to rewire itself in a positive manner. We provide that environment, we make it an intentional approach to improve our brain function, then we can really learn new skills and we can, um, you know, uproot and rip out, tear out the old strongholds, the old uh, thought processes that aren't benefiting us, that are really destroying our body and destroying our brain, we can actually uproot those things, pull them out from the root, and then start to retrain and rewire our brain for more happiness, more harmony, greater productivity and performance, and greater overall quality of life. And that is the cool thing about it. At the end of the day, we are responsible. And once we have this level of knowledge that we can retrain our brain, we get the right coaching, the right support, get books like mine, like your new book that just came out, um, and we start really focusing on these things, we can take back control of our life, our health and our brain. You know, that you know, made me think of when we were younger, we were kind of, we were told that we could heal all different areas of the body, except the brain. You know, you were born with the brain that you're born with and, and that's just going to be how it is throughout your entire life. And there's nothing you can do about it, but this whole field of neuroplasticity and rewiring your brain I, I really encourage our listeners out there. There was a, a special, I think it was from uh, Nova called the brain that changes itself. Very mm -hmm. fascinating about neuroplasticity and how you can rewire the brain. Yes. Dr. Jockers, your book too, like we have just barely touched on all of the great stuff that's in your book. Yeah. 
that can that can help our uh, audience listeners out there. And we're running a little bit short on time. So how can our listeners find out more about you? Do you have a website? Where can they find your book? Do you have a Facebook page? Yeah, absolutely. So they can find me at my website, drjockers.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S.com. Yeah, on my website, I have tons of articles and information talking about all the best brain-boosting superfoods, brain-boosting strategies, different things like that. Just like you talked about, we scraped the surface. My book goes into detail on that, really broken down in a user-friendly way. So people can really pick that book up, literally read it in about an hour and a half and start immediately applying the principles. It's in a very user-friendly approach, action step oriented. Here's what you do. You do these things right here and they see immediate results. You know, so many people tell me, well, I picked up your book and I was reading it. And in the first 20 minutes, I already realized five things that I've been doing that were actually damaging my brain. And I picked up five other things that I can start doing immediately that don't cost me a thing that will actually improve my brain function and improve my performance. And you know, that's just the kind of great feedback that I wanted to get. I wanted to make it as user-friendly and easy as possible so people can immediately start applying the principles and it's not just a book that sits on their, on their bookshelf and uh, collects dust. Fantastic. I'll make sure that those links are in the podcast notes so our listeners can easily find all of that. Dr. Jockers, I want to thank you for being my special guest today. This has been an awesome interview. Awesome, Dr. Carey. Loved being on and uh, just uh, really grateful for people like you that are putting on programs like this and getting this information out to the masses. You know, together we can make a huge difference You know, with, with the listeners here that are listening to this information, passing that on to others, with people like you that are health leaders in this community. We can make a huge difference in our society and really really make a huge change and see people live out their full potential. So keep up the great work. Absolutely. And ditto to you too. All right. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. David Jockers. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carrie.